on this Father's Day. I want to wish every dad, every father, Happy Father's Day. And I want to thank God for manhood and fatherhood and womanhood. But I'm thankful that this Sunday, this day, we are celebrating dads. We're thankful for the influence that our fathers have had on our life. I'm thankful personally for my father, who's been in heaven 23 years, but modeled for me a Christian life, a solid man of integrity. I'm so grateful to have had Bill Akers as my father, and I wish him a heavenly happy Father's Day. My father-in-law, Mike, also in heaven, I thank God for him. So many other men that have been influential in my life, and uh, Tom Heibel and Gary Bova and different people that have gone on to be with the Lord that came came in my life sort of like surrogate dads at times. But I want to thank God for you. This is my desire to uplift, to encourage, but also to challenge uh, what might be the norm in our culture or what is going on in our culture at any given time. I believe that as men and women of God, we should have a pulse on our society that we live in and how it lines up with God's Word. And what does God want us to do and respond in times of difficulties, in times of uh, godlessness, or when the nation seems to be drifting far away from God? I think there's a sense by many of us uh, that America has drifted rapidly away from God, gradually for a long time, but rapidly in the last couple of years, maybe the last decade. I believe that we are in an all-out spiritual war. Spiritual war against the forces of darkness to destroy the church of Jesus Christ and every believer that he can get his hands on. This is true throughout history, and no one is exempt from it. But our nation seems to be in the throngs of some of the worst decay of society and culture that we've witnessed in our lifetime. I think it's important for us to address the issues of the day in line with the Word of God. I want to talk today about saying no to Pride Month. No to Pride Month. Now, I'm going to turn some of you off right from the beginning, even Christians that are watching, because you want to be respectful of people that might be friends of yours or family members. Every family has been touched by uh, someone in their circle who's struggling with their sexuality or their identity because this has become so infectious. It's a social contagion. It has hit our nation broadly, and almost everyone is affected by it. And it's very hard to take a stance against something when it's people that you care about. And I know that everybody has a right to live and do what they want as long as they're not harming other people. That's our American way. But I will not participate in something like Pride Month when I see behind it the insidious nature of the spiritual war that is attacking our families, attacking male, maleness and manhood specifically. There is an all-out movement by hell itself to destroy and redefine family. It's been happening for some time, and I'll deal with it in just a few moments. June has always been that month when school has ended, vacation is starting, and summer ease is on the way. I remember as a kid, June coming, man, June, July, August, get that old 20-inch huffy bike out and take off through the neighborhood, go to the ball fields, play ball, summer fun, summer fun. And everybody... Look forward to that June, especially those with kids in school and 
those of us in school. And that's always been a traditionally family time to launch into your summer vacation. But in the last several years, um, June has been hijacked by the movement called Pride. And what has always been a time of ease and kind of setting back a little bit and getting that summer stuff in has become, for many of us, a month of agitation. And there's so much, um, so much of an effort to promote the LGBTQ, the alphabet people, <laughs> their agenda, and just all circumferencing attack in June. June has become concentrated. June used to be the highest month for weddings. Uh, for years, we did most of our weddings in June. June, of course, is the time that we celebrate dads. I know Father's Day runs a long lag behind Mother's Day on how important it is. And there's a reason for that biblically. You know, the Bible tells us that when a man raises his children with integrity, that he leaves them a blessing. The Bible says about women that when they are virtuous, the children rise up and call her blessed. So it's not unnatural or even unscriptural for men not to be celebrated uh, for their achievements for their families. Our value, our celebration, if you were, our gift or our reward is the fact that we've left a blessing of integrity for our children. They live longer uh, on that integrity than any amount of money we can leave them. And I'm thankful that moms get so much celebration. I mean, they gave birth. They came near the point portal of death to give birth to us. We should celebrate them. And the Bible is very clear that we will a mom who is virtuous, the children will rise and call her blessed. They will celebrate her. In many cases, dads are not celebrated until after they're gone. I'm not putting any value on me as my children celebrate me, my daughters, my son, they love me, they celebrate me. I've already heard from most of from them and wow, just being who they are is all I need. I don't need a day. But thank God for men of integrity who stand and leave blessings for their children. I stand on the shoulders of my dad, my grandfather, my grandfathers, the generations before. We stand on the shoulders of great men who led this nation for many, many decades. And scripturally, biblically, we stand on the shoulders of great men of God and preachers of God who were fathers of the faith. So we thank God for all of these things, but we now see this month as Pride Month, and it's everywhere. It's on billboards. Columbus D Division of Police have it on their Facebook page right at the top, Rainbow and Pride and Us. On the, they have a squad car that's decked out in rainbow gear and all of the cliches, love is love and Pride Month. You know law enforcement is there to protect us, not to push philosophies that a large part of the population don't agree with. They're there to protect and serve, to be in the background, not to be in the front with rainbows all over their car. Shame on the Columbus Police Department for, for alienating so many people but embracing another group of people. This war is going to continue to escalate and escalate. I'll talk about it. But pride is a fitting motto for this month. Pride is a fitting motto for the movement of the LGBTQ community. Pride is the very root of all sin. Pride goes before destruction, the Bible says. Pride rejects God and His control over us. 
Pride pushes and advances itself over any reasoning, logic, or any other knowledge. I say no to pride. No to pride. Here's pride's danger in Scripture. Isaiah 2.12, The Lord Almighty has a day in store for all the proud and lofty, for all that is exalted, and they will be humbled by the Lord. James 4, 6, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Proverbs eleven two, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Proverbs 16, 5, the Lord detests the proud. The Lord detests the proud. Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. Proverbs 16, 18, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Here are four reasons why I reject pride and four lies that are perpetuated in the month of June and all throughout the year about pride, about LGBTQ issues. First one we hear is love is love. And they celebrate love, whoever, whatever, however you want to call it, love is love. This is not true. It's a twisted truth that is wicked. Wickedness means twisted. It's a wicked lie. Not all love is true love. The Bible says that only God is love. The Bible says that we are to love him as he has loved us, giving our lives even for his cause, as his son gave his life for us, that he first loved us so that we might love him. You can only know love by knowing God and his love. Every other love is based on your own feelings and conditions. But God's love is given based on His truth, realities, and promises. Only God is love. The other thing that makes love is love wrong is sex is not love. This entire movement of pride is based on who people choose to have sex with, to do their life with, and what kind of sex they want to engage in or sexuality. Never in history of mankind have we been designed by God to be defined by our sex actions. That is absurd. But that is where we find ourselves defining people today. Even the pronouns that we are demanded that we must use violate any kind of science or philosophy or historical evidence, but we have to play along with the charade or we are rejected and we are harassed. Number three, love is love. Rebelling against God is not love. The Bible says, if you love me, Jesus said, you will keep my commandments. How can you say you love me and not do the things I do? All of those living in alternative lifestyles outside the bond of love of a man and a woman in holy marriage, they are living contrary to the commands of Jesus Christ. So they do not love God. So love is not love unless love is based out of God who is love. Number Two, not everyone has accepted the LGBTQA++++++ philosophies. I haven't. I know a lot of other people that haven't. God made male and female. He did not make, he made man and woman. Male and man, woman and female are the same. Gender and sex are the same. God made it that way. There is no cisgender, non-gender, multi-gendered, agender, asexual, asexual, whatever you want to say, bisexual. These are all man-made terms of perversions that God has rejected and demanded we do not engage in. 
But yet society and even big portions of the church have accepted this as reality. And they use why we have to love everybody as a reason not to speak out. If a car is getting ready to drive over a cliff and you have the ability to stop that car from driving over the cliff, but you don't want to tell them the truth about the cliff because you're afraid that it might offend their driving skills, and so you just love them, you all will just fall over the edge and die. The Bible says, how can the blind lead the blind lest they both fall in the ditch? Those who are not talking about the things of the Lord, those who are not talking about the things of the Lord to the people who are perpetuating these lies, we are not showing love. We are, in fact, showing our disdain for their soul and their eternal humanity. History proves over and over that homosexuality was widely spread and increasing in dying cultures such as Rome and Greece. Does America want to go the same way? I will not be shamed, number three, I will not be shamed in the month of pride or any other time or intimidated to be quiet. Workplaces are indoctrinating their employees and threatening them with firing or termination if they do not comply to pronoun pronouncements and other diversity, inclusion, and equity programs. It is an indoctrination of America's workforce. Schools are indoctrinating young people and children in lies concerning gender and sexuality, encouraging even prepubescent children to uh, investigate their gender or sexuality. Government, of course, is invaded with the pride and the LGBT and rainbow life. Our president of this United States had a pride rally and party right on the White House lawn moved the American flags to the side and put the rainbow flag in the middle and proudly proclaimed in his own words so that the world and America may know America is a nation of pride. Wow. Mm. I wouldn't want to stand near that spot while that man was making that proclamation before an almighty God. Does that not make anyone else shudder or fear? Family has been attacked by this. As I said earlier, most people will not say anything because you have family members who have been affected. And you think because you love them and they're good people, can't be anything wrong with their decision. I must love them anyway. Good people go to hell. Good people go to hell every single day. And Christians cannot afford to let good people go to hell by not telling them the truth and calling it love. The church is now under pressure and many churches have accepted this way of life. Let me tell you, God will judge the church that has refused to stand up against this LGBTQ warfare that's trying to engage itself upon the entire nation. And churches that have accepted it, that marry gay people, are not churches. They are not even of the kingdom of God. This is not a political war. This is not a cultural war. This is not, an advance, this is not just an advancement of a societal norm. This is not a philosophical war. This is a spiritual war. With, the, with the, specifically the spirit called Jezebel in the Bible. And we are in the darkest and deepest throngs of that spiritual warfare right now. Our children are under attack. They are being indoctrinated with this hellish agenda. America is a nation of pride, really. When the Columbus Police Department do what I said earlier and decorate their car in rainbows, when the President of the United States dances with transgenders on the stage right behind the White House, drag queens on either, either side, LGBTQ advancement, and rainbows flying from the top of the White House. When pro sports like the LA Dodgers 
bring in a disgusting group like Sisters of the Perpetual Indulgence who mock Jesus Christ with sex acts on the street in front of people on crosses and crucifixes and then go and give them an honor saying that they are Humanitarian of the Year Award, you know the nation is way off, way off base. Jobs can be lost if employees do not comply to pronoun pronouncement demands. This is a spiritual war. To take down the church and to decimate God's design of man and woman and family. The progression of this has been going on since the 1940s and 50s. In the 1950s in America, sodomy laws existed in most books, on most law books in most nation, uh, cities around the nation. Homosexuality was in the closet, so to speak, and underground. In the 1960s, free love, of course, exploded all the versions of sex that could be explored, and homosexuality uh, in places like San Francisco and other pla Minneapolis and other places began to rise as people began to cluster who had this same philosophy. By the 1970s, the rise of gays and lesbians and, uh, was exponential as the uh, feminist movement began to gain steam and divorce uh, rates skyrocketed. By the 80s until now, the LGBTQ letters actually came on the scene. And they started to want equal rights. It was in the 70s that we used to hear, what we do in our bedroom is nobody's business. And then all of a sudden, now we want equal rights. We want to teach your children. We want to do the same things that you're doing and live this life openly. I believe everyone has a right to live their life, but I don't think everyone has a right to impose some things on the children of other people. Gay marriage became legal. Everyone needs to accept this became the mantra. All of a sudden now, people that had a stance against these things in business are being sued and taken out of business and Supreme Court decisions are siding with LGBT people in many of these cases. The perversions increase, pride parades emerge, and events begin to happen, and finally an entire month is designated to the homosexual agenda. The increase portrayal of all LGBT types and transgender types in movies and television has become proliferated at a rate exponentially larger than the actual population that we have in America. Diversity, equity, inclusion, laws, and scoring, and workplace um, and governmental assessments now rule the government and business sectors. You cannot get loans for businesses, funding for large businesses, if you do not attain certain diversity, equity, and inclusion scores. Hate speech laws have been written, and hate crime laws, mainly to protect LGBTQ people, have been on the books and have been enforced. Now children in many schools are being told before they are 10 years old that they're and reading books in school and public libraries that explore gender dysphoria as a normal choice in their life. Everyone opposed to this are being called names, persecuted. We are xenophobes, homophobes. We are religious nutcases, bigots. We are haters. Uh, we are to be silenced and I believe this will increase. But I say no to pride. No to pride in my own heart. No to pride as a movement. I wonder if there are any men and women who love Jesus Christ more than they love the acceptance of this world who will stand with us and say no to pride. I have a good friend in Atlanta that put up seven billboards that said proud to be delivered and had rainbow colors as a backdrop. 
This is Pastor Miles Rutherford and his wife Delana and their wonderful Worship with Wonders Church. The media down there is torching them. Scorched earth, torching. Talking to gay activists who saw this sign and accusing the church of hate, accusing the church of all types of uh, homophobia and xenophobic behavior. Calling Pastor Miles uh, a hater who's built his whole ministry on the foundation of hating LGBTQ people. That's the media in Atlanta. You can find the story. I want to tell you something. We better stand with people like Pastor Miles. We better stand together or this demon will take over our lives. This is Pastor Bishop Ed Akers, Victorious Living International, Victorious Living Church, calling you out today, saying, will you stand for righteousness sake? Will you stand for the Lord's will? Will you say no to pride? No to pride in yourself and no to Pride Month. Nope, June is the beginning of vacation time and a celebration of manhood and fatherhood. I thank God for godly men and godly fathers. They exist and they should be celebrated. Not people wearing rainbow colored clothes and scant clad clothing playing and partying in the streets. God bless you. May you have a good week. May you pray and may you seek the Lord. Remember these words, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless.